Support for this show comes from you, our listeners. As you may already know, our journalism is funded by subscriptions and support from loyal readers. Besides subscribing to our website and getting exclusive daily content on Brazil and Latin America, filtering through the noise to reach what really matters, you can also treat our staff to one to five cups of coffee a month. And in return, you get exclusive benefits like special newsletters, behind-the-scenes content, as well as a special shout-out here on our podcast. And today, I want to thank our Buy Me A Coffee members, Tonica Thompson and Anderson Da Silva, Kat Kramer, Fra, Peter Suffren, Anna Lund, Mabel Sue, and someone who chose to remain anonymous. It's wonderful to see this list growing with more people supporting independent journalism. And if you're one of those who believe in the importance of independent journalism, and if you want to hear your name on our podcast, just head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Report and subscribe to one of our membership tiers. And if you can't make a monthly commitment, you can still tip us a cup of coffee every now and then to give us the energy we need to cover a country as complex as Brazil and a region as complex as Latin America. We appreciate all your support. Click on buymeacoffee.com slash Report to find out more. years of the coronavirus pandemic, the world is braced for another new global health crisis. One week after the World Health Organization declared monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern, Brazil recorded its first fatality, the first person to die from the disease outside of Africa. In a statement, the country's health ministry stressed that the 41-year-old patient suffered from lymphoma, a weakened immune system and underlying health conditions that contributed to his death by the disease. According to the latest figures, Brazil has over 1,300 confirmed cases of monkeypox, over 1,000 of which are in Sao Paulo, the country's most populous state. This is exponentially greater than its Latin American neighbours. With the exception of Peru's 275 confirmed cases, no other countries have hit the 100 case mark, making Brazil the region's monkeypox hotspot. Even with its exemplary history of public health responses, the way Brazil dealt with the coronavirus pandemic was nothing more than utter failure, with the fourth highest number of cases and only trailing the US in total COVID deaths. Now, with another worrying health problem knocking at the door, will Brazil fumble the ball again? I'm Ewan Marshall, editor of the Brazilian Report, and standing in for editor-in-chief Gustavo Ribeiro, and this is Explaining Brazil. At the end of the last century, Brazil inspired the world with its historic response to the AIDS epidemic. After only four cases of the virus had been reported in 1985, the Ministry of Health moved quickly to create a framework for the National AIDS Control Programme, made up of scientists, NGOs and members of civil society. With free and universal access to AIDS drugs, aggressive emphasis on contraceptive use and other government measures, Brazil oversaw an AIDS success story that would be lauded as one of the most effective public health responses in the world. In 1990, the World Bank had estimated Brazil would have over 1.2 million AIDS infections by the end of the century, 
it recorded less than half. Until today, the country's public health treatment of HIV and AIDS patients is among the world's most humanised and effective. While monkeypox is not believed to be a sexually transmitted disease, there are fears that the outbreak could cause stigma against LGBTQ communities in Brazil and around the world. Last week, the World Health Organization issued a public health advisory stating that the vast majority of monkeypox cases were identified in men who have intercourse with the same sex. Noticing the potential danger of its messaging, the WHO altered that advisory this week, stating that everyone is at risk of contracting the disease, which can spread from any close physical contact, regardless of sexual orientation. In Brazil, regardless of whether this stigma exists or not, the government's response has been less than ideal. As our very own Sede Silva wrote last week, while the Ministry of Health announced the purchase of 50,000 vaccines to combat the virus, the Cabinet Department has made no request to health regulators to authorise immunisers for use. Experts say it could take Brazilians 12 to 24 months to have better accessibility to vaccines. And to explain more about the current handling of the monkeypox outbreak in Brazil, we've invited Sede Silva back to the show. Thanks for coming back, Sede. Uh, thank you for having me, Ivan. So, let's just to get started, for some of our listeners who may not be completely aware, could you tell us a little bit about what monkeypox is? Where did it come from? What are the symptoms? And how do we get it? Sure. So, human monkeypox was first identified in humans in 1970 in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Africa, in a nine-month-old boy in a region where smallpox had been eliminated in 1968. As everyone knows, uh, smallpox was eradicated in the whole world more or less the same time as human monkeypox was first discovered. Uh, monkeypox is a disease of global public health importance because it not only affects countries in West and Central Africa, but also the rest of the world. In 2003, the first monkeypox outbreak outside of Africa occurred in the United States. So how does the transmission of monkeypox occurs? Um, Human-to-human monkeypox transmission can result from close contact with respiratory secretions, skin lesions of an infected person, or recently contaminated objects. And is monkeypox fatal? Okay, so according to the World Health Organization, in recent times, the case fatality ratio has been around 3 to 6%. Uh, but this is probably, um, it, it's probably lesser than that. The numbers that we are seeing of reported cases and deaths uh, in, in several countries, including Brazil, do not account for such a high rate. In Brazil, we have already have um, over a thousand cases, confirmed cases, not to mention uh, subnotification that we're going to talk about later. And so far, we only had uh, one death. So, as you said, it's been around since the 1970s. Is there a vaccine? Yes, there's actually more than one vaccine, but the vaccine that the United States and the European Union are getting now, and that Brazil and other countries in the Western Hemisphere are going to get, is in a specific vaccine uh, manufactured by a Danish company called Bavarian Nordic. So, there's more than one vaccine in the market. But most countries are now looking for one specific vaccine, which is manufactured by this Danish company. And so far, Brazil's recorded over 1,300 cases, and over 1,000 of these are in Sao Paulo. 
How can we explain that? Why is this so focused on the state of Sao Paulo? Well, it was the same case with COVID. So Sao Paulo was initially the hotspot for COVID-19 also. Uh, Sao Paulo is a major international hub. It, uh, it hosts uh, Brazil's largest international airport. So that's usually where also diseases are imported first. Also, Sao Paulo is a very large metropolitan area uh, uh, with lots of people going to crowded spaces, with subways, uh, with buses, lots of public transportation, a very big city with lots of people uh, from lots of backgrounds living on it. So um, a lot of epidemics and a lot of epidemics that are imported, uh, they tend to start in Sao Paulo because it's so huge and so well connected. As you alluded to earlier, there's a suggestion from the WHO that Brazil's case count might be underreported. Why do you think that is? Why are we not getting the accurate numbers of monkeypox cases in Brazil at the moment? Okay, monkeypox is usually a self-limited disease with the symptoms lasting from two to four weeks, and it doesn't always lead to severe cases. So some people might feel they don't need to report that they're sick, because the symptoms are usually mild and, and they can, for example, uh, stay at home with no uh, further complicated medical treatment. Um, so because of that, a lot of people will not report that they're sick and thus uh, there's, there's, that's where the underreporting comes from. Some people also, because of a lack of awareness, they might be sick and get some of the symptoms, such as the skin lesions, the rashes, but they might not necessarily know uh, that, that it is monkeypox. They might believe it is a different disease. And, and they also may not necessarily go to the doctor or seek help. So monkeypox has been on the world's radar, at least Brazil's radar, for a good while now. So what has the country done so far in terms of protecting itself and preparing for this global health emergency? Well, in my understanding and in, in, in the understanding of experts that I've heard for the Brazilian report, uh, very little, actually. For instance, the Ministry of Health, even though, as you have said, it has been with monkeypox in the radar for a few months now, it, is, it, it intends to start a public awareness campaign about the disease and about the disease's prevention only now by mid or late August. So the Ministry uh, waited or took a lot of months before it's going to start a public awareness campaign that so far has not started. Also, the ministry has said that it, ha it has ordered uh, vaccines and it has ordered also medication. But so far, these vaccines and this medication has not arrived in Brazil yet. And how many vaccines are we talking about here? The Pan-American Health Organization, which is the branch the regional branch of the World Health Organization in the Americas, uh, has made an order of 100,000 doses to this Danish company called Bavarian Nordic. And of these 100,000 doses, uh, half of them, 50,000, will come to Brazil. Uh, Health Surveillance Secretary Arnaldo Medeiros said last week he expects these 50,000 doses to arrive in Brazil in two batches, two batches uh, September and then in November. And when you look even at 50,000 doses, it might look that it's it's not much, especially compared to COVID. Uh, but the, the, their plan is not to vaccinate everyone. Their plan is to vaccinate 
health professionals and some people that might be especially under risk. So it's not going to be a mass vaccination program as it was with COVID-19. So I remember that during the COVID pandemic, one of the issues was not just finding the vaccines, getting hands on the vaccines, or even just inventing the vaccines in the first place, but it was also in the process of requesting the licensing of these vaccines in Brazil. Has the health ministry made any progress in that for monkeypox? No, so far it hasn't, and I have checked that with Anvisa, which is Brazil's federal health regulator agency, Brazil's equivalent to the FDA, and Anvisa has not yet received such a request. Usually uh, what happens is that the manufacturer requests the authorization for the vaccines, and this happened in Brazil, for instance, with Pfizer, with Johnson & Johnson, and with other vaccine manufacturers. But there's also a new rule that was approved during the pandemic that also allows uh, the ministry or the importer of a certain vaccine to request the authorization for such a vaccine uh, on behalf of the manufacturer. And this will probably happen in, in Brazil because uh, Bavaria Nordic, the Danish company, does not have offices in Brazil. So it's likely will not request uh, authorization for the monkeypox vaccine. And the Ministry of Health, uh, as the importer of the vaccine, will make such a request for visa uh, on, on the Danish company's behalf. And speaking of COVID, I mean, there was hope around the world that Brazil would respond quite well to the coronavirus pandemic, given it has a good track record of vaccination success. But, I mean, that's obviously not what happened. Just how badly did the COVID pandemic go for Brazil and why did it go so wrong? It went terrible for Brazil, uh, even though Brazil, as you said, really had everything in hand for one of the most successful responses to the COVID pandemic in the world, given that uh, we have a very distributed, very widespread health public system. And Brazil is also a, a large, experienced expert in uh, administering vaccines to millions of people every day. Um, what happened is we have the Bolsonaro administration, and Bolsonaro is basically an anti-president with anti-ministers. And he nominated for every department, which includes especially environment, health, and education, ministers that act uh, directly opposite to what the government should do. In the case of COVID, uh, the Brazilian government had the offer to be one of the first countries to uh, administer the Pfizer vaccine and to purchase the Pfizer vaccine. But the government delayed uh, purchasing the, the Pfizer vaccine until March 2021. Actually, Ewan, uh, Brazil turned New Year's Eve 2020-2021 with only one contract signed for COVID vaccines, which was the AstraZeneca uh, contract where, by which Fiocruz, which is a federal institution in Rio de Janeiro, would um, distribute the vaccine in Brazil. And this contract amounted for only 100 million doses. Since the vaccine requires two doses, this meant that Brazil entered 2021 with a contract to vaccinate only 50 million Brazilians, which is less than a quarter of the population. And only in early 2021, after a huge amount of public pressure, including from mayors and governors and other, other politicians, 
did the Bolsonaro administration move itself to purchase uh, the other vaccines? In addition to this, the Bolsonaro administration, copying from Donald Trump's playbook, also invested in ineffective medicines for COVID uh, by telling the population that they could pr protect themselves from COVID with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which I understand has also been all the rage in the United States in the, in the public that uh, is not a fan of the FDA and uh, for Dr. Fauci and, and so on. And so by having a, a leadership that did not allow the health authorities to do what every other health authority was doing in the world, uh, Brazil had a terrible response to the pandemic and is today one of the countries with uh, the largest uh, rate of uh, dead people by COVID in relation to its population. And something we mentioned at the top of the show, and obviously you've underlined earlier here in this interview, the information that we have at this point suggests that monkeypox is not sexually transmitted. But we have also seen an increased spread among gay and bisexual men. So I think for health authorities, there's a really kind of fine line that they're having to tread there, right? I mean, they don't want to create stigma, but at the same time, there is a need to get essential information to a demographic of the population that probably needs it more at this moment. You are correct. Uh, over 90% of cases uh, reported so far have been in, as health authorities say in Brazil, of men who have sex with men. And Health Surveillance Secretary Arnold Medeiros um, addressed this at the press conference when he said that uh, we, we cannot allow a stigma uh, to, to, be, to, to be the way to handle this disease. So there's a, there's a fine line of working in, in addressing this epidemic that people need to be aware that um, how it is transmitted and what, what is the, the group that is in, in public health, the, the group that is, has, has carried the largest burden in carrying this disease, but at the same time of not creating any stigma. There has already been cases in Brazil and in other countries, or for example, also small children that have also uh, monkeypox. And it is also important, as you said, uh, that people be aware that monkeypox is not a sexually transmitted infection. And in fact, a condom will not protect you from monkeypox because it is transmitted uh, by skin-to-skin -skin contact. And so uh, it is not necessarily uh, an STI. It's, it's, not, it's not actually an, an STI, a sexually transmitted infection. Um, we, it remains to be seen how exactly will be this public awareness campaign that the Ministry of Health has pledged to launch uh, by late August. And you mentioned earlier that monkeypox has been around since the 1970s. So, I mean, why don't we know more about it by now? I mean, why aren't countries around the world already prepared for a potential outbreak? I think it's the same with lots, lots of other neglected diseases that afflict especially underdeveloped countries. For example, I'm, I, I believe that many U.S. health authorities will not be ready for an outbreak of dengue, for example, uh, because dengue is not an endemic disease in the United States because uh, in colder regions they do not have the mosquito. It's the same case with uh, monkeypox. Um, as we've said and we addressed, even though monkeypox was first identified in humans in 1970 in Africa, the first outbreak outside of Africa will only occur in the United States 
in 2003. Uh, since then, there have been other outbreaks in countries as diverse as Israel and the United Kingdom and Singapore, but they usually are, are small cases with a few outbreaks. And so it has not been um, as serious, for instance, as the COVID-19 pandemic. In fact, uh, Professor Claudio Maiorevich, which is one of the people I have interviewed for the Brazilian report for this story on monkeypox, uh, is very confident that uh, monkeypox will never be as serious as COVID-19, thankfully. Um, but as, as we have said, um, this Danish company manufactures this monkeypox vaccine so far in very small quantities for the outbreak that we are getting. So uh, it's now time for um, the countries to, first of all, um, wage this public awareness campaigns about how to prevent monkeypox, and second, to get the vaccines and to apply those vaccines uh, in, the, in the groups that the public health authorities deem that they are the priority groups for this specific disease. Sede, thanks very much. That was very informative and hope to have you back on the show soon. Thank you very much, Ewan. Thank you for having me. If you like Explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It only takes a second and it'll help us reach a broader audience. Or better yet, sign up for The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We have a subscription-based business model and your subscriptions fuel our journalism and keep us going and growing. If you're already a subscriber, then you can give us some extra support by filling our coffee mugs with donations on Buy Me A Coffee. This membership program offers you special perks like behind-the-scenes content and exclusive newsletters. So go to buymeacoffee.com slash brazilianreport. I'm Ewan Marshall. Thanks for listening and Explaining Brazil will be back next week.